I describe the life of an entrepreneur like a heartbeat, right? It goes up and down. You do not want a flat line. If your life is going smoothly, you're already dead. Hey folks, I want to tell you about a product developed by a friend of mine, Navy SEAL Dr. Kirk Parsley. It's called the Sleep Remedy. I tried it recently during my Unbeatable Mind Summit. And boy, this stuff works. I can't say enough good things about it. I fell asleep quickly. Didn't wake up feeling groggy. And uh, man, I, I was like rock and roll the next day. Doc Parsley designed this to help Navy SEAL teammates back in 09. They had been coming to him and they were having a huge problem with sleep. And, and this is not just SEALs and spec ops that have this problem. It's everybody, or many people I should say, who are hyper successful. So he concocted these things from things that are normally associated with developing, you know, or the, the chemicals that are in your brain that, that help facilitate sleep. And so he pulled them together and now he's put it all into one, you know, powder-based product. It's been hugely successful. He's been on the market now for a little while. And, you know, what he said in his talk to us was that everything is degraded when you don't sleep. Your emotions... Um, your emotional balance, your decision-making, problem-solving, your impulse control, willpower, they're all degraded because these are all controlled by your prefrontal cortex. And it gets impaired by up to 30% with one single night of sleep where you're deprived. And then furthermore, all of your hormones, testosterone, growth hormone, and uh, they all decrease. The production of those decrease by also up to 30% with just a single night of sleep where you're deprived. And it probably could be just a limited, you know, just an hour off. Doc Parsley's sleep remedy designed to concentrate the most important nutrients that you need when you're preparing to go to sleep. It is drug-free. It's a nutritional supplement. And thousands of people, like I said, have tried it. First responders, Navy SEALs, athletes, CEOs, and they all find that it's very useful. Uh, if you're interested in trying it, there's an unlimited, no questions asked, money-back guarantee. And you can get 10% off by entering the code UNBEATABLEMIND when you order it at DocParsley, D-O-C-P-A-R-S-L-E-Y.com. So enter UNBEATABLEMIND in the coupon code box at DocParsley.com. I recommend you check it out. Hooyah. Welcome back, folks. This is Commander Mark Devine with the Unbeatable Mind podcast. So stoked that you could join me today. Really appreciate your time. I know you got 100,000 million billion things vying for your attention. Let's just focus on this right now. Before I introduce my guest, Naveen Jain, who I'm super excited to talk to, um, let me remind you that this year, if you haven't heard yet, I'm not reminding you this is the first time, but this year I've challenged people to join me to do 22 million burpees to raise awareness and money for vets who are suffering from post-traumatic stress. I have committed to the humble goal of 100,000, and I'm donating 10, 10 cents a burpee for that. So I'll be throwing 10 grand toward this cause. And I'm challenging 1,000 people to join me. And together, we'll do 22 million burpees. And that number is relevant only because you may not know this, but 22 veterans, just in the United States, 22 veterans a day are committing suicide as a result of the stress of combat. And that is just unsat. We've got to step up and help them. This is a cause that I'm putting everything I can behind this year and, of course, beyond. So the Courage Foundation, we're going to drive that effort to support 
orgs that are are doing real work for vets, and then we're going to create we're creating an aftercare program to really help um, them once they you know kind of find us, I guess. So we're looking for about fifty vets to work with, and we're looking for people who want to do burpees and suffer just the way they're suffering. Okay, so go to burpeesforvets.com, burpeesforvets.com. Hooyah. Uh, So Naveen Jain is an entrepreneur and philanthropist, originally from India, um, founded like a billion companies. Um, The the ones that I know about are Infospace, which was like an early search engine and um, pre, you know, pre-Google days. I definitely remember that big time. you know, you guys all know that I'm a big fan of space and, you know, becoming a, you know, what happens when we become a multi-planetary species and the fact that entrepreneurs are starting to really press the envelope and take the lead. Jane is, um, Mr. Jane is involved in that with a company called Moon Express, which has essentially an agreement with governments uh, to go back to the moon, our government. And then um, his latest venture is called Viome, which I'm excited to talk about. Viome is all about gut health and and overcoming all disease. Uh, so, wow. Uh, very, very honored to meet you. My dogs in the background are having a little fight here. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that block. <laughs> At the end of the <laughs> Gotta love that. <laughs> they want to be on the podcast. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, Mark, it's an honor and a pleasure. And I salute you for what you have done uh, uh, for the country. And I salute you for your determination to help the vets. And there's nothing that, you know, we, each one of us should not be doing uh, for these people because they have, you know, given up their life. They have, to some extent, uh, taken all the risks to keep us safe. And the fact that we are able to do what we do is thanks to them. So anything who is listening to it, if they can do anything to support your cause, I am completely behind it and I support it. Yeah, thanks so much. I agree with you 100%. I mean, that... Freedom isn't free, right? They say, and 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 the sacrifice of the families and these vets is—it's one thing to serve. I, I, you know, came out unscathed, and so I feel very humbled by that. But a lot of my friends, but Mark, did not. no, Mark, you know, to some extent, you came out. Uh, is still your heart beating, and you, you know, but the fact is, going through those times and traumatic times, it takes a lot of toll on your brain. It takes a lot of toll on your gut. And I, you know, people suffering through PTSD, as you mentioned, it is a nightmare for those people. And yeah. thankfully, the research is showing now that your gut microbiome is actually is quite a bit responsible and influential in PTSD. So if you just Google PTSD and microbiome, there was a research that was published less than a month ago that clearly wow. shows that how the vets who are suffering through PTSD, if they start to eat the right food and get the right uh, mm-hmm. gut, I, you know, there is a tremendous amount of impact on their PTSD symptoms. So I hope that together yeah. we can find a solution to that. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, I think that's tremendous. I can't wait to read that research. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I want to come back to that, but before we before we dig into biome and gut health, um, give me a little little background on like your beginnings, how you made it, you know, how you got to the United States, how you started in entrepreneurship, you know, what was driving you when you kind of kicked off this whole uh, period of your life. So, Mark, I want to focus a whole lot more on the audience, what they can do, because my life journey is an open book and everyone can read about it. But I want to focus on this idea of mindset, that 
each one of us are capable of doing amazing things. And just like you, uh, Mark, you are able to become a Navy SEAL, not because somehow you had a genes and, you know, somehow you were born with that. You had the determination, you had the willpower, and you right. wanted to make that happen, right? The interesting thing is every one of us can do that. It is partly the mindset of us believing what is possible. And the right. minute you start to believe something is impossible, it becomes impossible for you and not for anyone else, right? So it is your mindset that actually determines your own limitations, right? It right. is not even the people, like even my mother when I was young would say, son, you can do anything, sky is the limit. And, right. and I as grew up and I start, I told mom, I said, mom, you know, there is no such thing as sky. The sky is nothing but the figment of your imagination because when you go, <laughs> right? Because when you go from here to the Spoken moon, like a true yogi. Right? The fact is, when you go from here to the moon, you don't call mom and say, Mom, I just passed the sky. I'm almost there. Right? The sky doesn't exist. <laughs> right. So my point That's is awesome. our imagination is the only limit we have to what we can achieve. And what, you know, you and I and everyone listening to it may not realize we are living in a most amazing decade of the human history. This decade, this decade, we are going to be able to use these exponential technologies to solve the real problems, right? What's really happened is many of uh, the people in the Silicon Valley and other places have lost their uh, purpose. They are do going out and building a $700 juicer and building the Alexa-enabled toaster and building the Alexa-enabled toilets. Those are not the problems in the world people want to be solved. What they really want solved is when kids are graduating from college with a, you know, debt, how are we going to make the education affordable? When people can't live and work in the cities like San Francisco and New York, and they're spending all of their earnings on trying to find an apartment. That's a problem we need to solve. When we're right. spending trillions of dollars in healthcare and people are getting sicker and sicker every day, that's a problem we need to solve. When we are going out and polluting this environment because we have this fossil fuel, that's a problem we need to solve. My point is the problems are plenty, but the good thing is, there's no reason to be frustrated and thinking, how are we going to do that? We have now the technology to be able to solve each and every one of those problems. What right. if- we la- just lack the, uh, the, the political will and the, um, I guess, the, the motivation. And that's so right. that's where why I think it's so motivating for me to see folks, you know, <laughs> what I would call kind of like big thinking social entrepreneurs. And I put Elon Musk and Diane Mendes and, you know, others who are really trying to solve massive problems in that category. And you're right. It's different than just trying to, you know, go public and make bank, you know, and we need more of that. And what's really interesting thing is people somehow believe that do if they are, you know, oh, I am young. I can't be doing this social good. I got to be making money. And I keep reminding people doing good and doing well are not mutually exclusive. As a matter of fact, the only way to do well in the for yourself is to do a tremendous good for the society. And here's why. If you want to create a $10 billion company, 
all you have to do is solve a $100 billion problem. What are those $100 billion right. problems? The big social problems, right? So when right. you solve them, this is how you create a massive enterprise. So if you want to create, if you want to go do a small good in the world, you create a nonprofit. If you want to do a large good in the world, you go out and create a for-profit companies. It's the mindset of scarcity. It's the mindset that tells people the things are valuable because they are scarce. What if they are abundant? What if the things that we value today can be created so much that they become abundant? And what I mean right. by that, Mark, is if you look at it today, we you know as humans, we fight over land, we fight over water, and we fight over energy. And all we have to do is look up in the sky where is the scarcity of land? I mean, imagine we are a tiny pale blue dot just in our own solar system. And imagine our solar system is literally nothing in our own galaxy. And there are billions of galaxies in this universe. And there are billions of universes in this multiverse. Where is the scarcity of places we can live on? <laughs> the scarcity is just spaceships to get there, right? Oh, my point is that. <laughs> and we're going to solve that. But that's a mindset for us to believe we can't get there. And even if we get there, we can't live there because there is radiation and there is low gravity. Those are all the problems that could be solved. And the bigger the problem, bigger the opportunity, right? So, for example, people say, oh, it's awesome you're going to the moon, but you know you can't live on the moon because there is so much radiation. And I remind people and I say, think about it. Nature is an amazing innovator. Even in the radioactive nuclear waste, you find the bacterial organism growing and thriving. That means nature figured out a way to find a way to protect its own DNA from the high radiation, I mean, radioactive right. radiation, and use the radiation as a source of energy. Now, imagine if we can take the genes from those bacteria, use the CRISPR technology to modify our own human genes. And next thing we know, we as humans are not only resistant to radiation, we actually start to use the radiation for a source of energy. That means in the evening you say, honey, do you want to go out and uh, get some radiation as opposed to getting some pizza? So my point is, every one of the problems, there is a solution. All it takes is that mindset that says, it is, I can do this. What technologies right, right. can I apply to make this happen, right? And that mindset is what's going to allow us to solve these big problems, right? No, I, I completely agree with it. Now, it sounds to me, because I read on your website, you came to the United States with like five bucks. Yeah. But the, the biggest asset that you had that a lot of people lack is this um, notion that you could do anything that was possible that was planted by obviously a very wise mother and probably father and maybe your peer group, however you grew up. Yeah. So you came with that abundant mindset and the and the the idea that anything was possible. Very few people have that. But it's that, interesting. You know, that's from not, what I see. But so here's it. How do we how do we get that? How do how do you think that people can shift yeah. from scarcity to abundance, or from I can't to I can? How do you? So I'm going to give you a very specific set of examples. Right, I have three children. And my oldest one, by the way, he was this uh, yesterday. He was on CNBC, and this morning he was on the Fox Business News. 
At 17 years old, he started something called Cairo Society, which has now become the world's largest college entrepreneurship thing, right? What is it that he, you know, our daughter graduated from Stanford, became a, you know, Stanford Stamp Fellow, Stanford Mayfield Fellow, and now working on empowering women by working on artificial intelligence to remove the bias against hiring women. And she works for this company called Pymetrics. And mm. our youngest son is a junior at Stanford. Three amazing, great entrepreneurs doing amazing things, right? What is it that we did? First of all, we changed for them the definition of success. And we said, your success is not measured by the amount of money you have in the bank. Your success will be measured by a number of lives you are able to improve. The second thing we said was, your self-worth does not come from what you own. Your self-worth comes from what you create. If you own a lot and you still haven't created anything, you're still a parasite on humanity. You're still a piece of shit (laughs) as far as the humanities. I love it. And the third thing was, how would you ever know in life that you have become successful? The day you become humble is the day you become successful. If you have to keep telling people that, you know, who you are, or if you have any arrogance left in you, that means you're still trying to prove something to someone else or yourself. You're not successful. So I know anyone that someone, you know, some of us know a person who is constantly telling us, you know how much money I have, you know how big my hands are, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Halo Neurostimulation System will help you to push boundaries and to perform at your maximum capacity. Now, I'm often testing new products here at Unbeatable Mind, and Halo is the most recent that I've tested. And I felt it absolutely needed to be passed on to the tribe. It's a neurostim device that electrically stimulates the movement centers in your brain. It helps you to move better and faster through neuroplastic adaptation. It's as simple to use as downloading an app and plugging in headphones and then sticking them on your head. Use it for 20 minutes and then you go do your movement or your workout. Now, Halo, the company, has graciously offered to give a discount to Unbeatable Mind listeners. If you go to haloneuro.com and at checkout use the code UNBEATABLEMIND125, which will give you $125 off a Halo Sport model. That's an unbelievable offer. So use UNBEATABLEMIND125 at haloneuro.com, H-A-L-O-N-E-U-R-O.com to get $125 off. Very generous offer that they put together. Hope you check it out. Hoo-yah. So it sounds to me like humility is a prerequisite then for like true success. And I, I would agree with you, by the way. I mean, I think the moment I, I, I utterly resonate with that because I think the moment that I became truly humble is when my success started to really take off. And, and I was, you know, I, I, I still built a business and I was a Navy SEAL, but I, you know, that humility, when you just get, you know, you, you meet so many challenges and just get beat down, but you get up, you know, fall down seven times, you get up eight and that, that eighth time, you know, you're like, holy shit, this is, you know, this is just the way it is. That- challenges are, are always going to be there and I don't have all the answers. And, you know, it's very, very humbling to realize that, you know what? You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know shit. You just need to know that anything's possible. And yeah. if you stick to it and stay focused and ask for help that, you know, you can do anything. I completely That's agree, Mark. So here's very interesting. I describe the life of an entrepreneur like a heartbeat, 
right? It goes up and down. You do not want a flat line. If your life is going smoothly, you're already dead, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so up and down. You're sliding backwards at least, yeah, right? Yeah. Up and up and down tells you that you're alive. And that's the really, the, the trick is when things are really bad, and you are at the bottom of the heartbeat, just know if you survive long enough, the next beat is up, right? Right. Uh, and when That's you right. are on the top of the world, you never get too cocky because you know the winter is coming, the next beat is going to be down. Right. right. And that's what keeps you humble is to know there is going to be that valley where I'm going to go through it, where I'm going to see no nothing but darkness. And when you come out of it, when you're on top of the world, always remember where you came from, because you can go back right back there. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, that's really kind of the core of Eastern philosophy, including, you know, yogic philosophy is that, hey, whatever happens out there, it's always going to be equal parts, good and bad. Um, you know, if, 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 if like you said, if things are going great and swimmingly now, then, you know, just around the corner is the next major challenge or crisis. It, and you can't control any of that. All you can control is your attitude and what goes on inside. And now what you're saying with biome or, you know, the whole the biome thing is maybe we don't even control that if we're not in control of the biome. If we're not eating, if we're not eating well and and dealing with that, then your your biome is controlling you. Yeah, right? so it's very interesting is that, that you said one that. Of your premises? Yeah, so my, you know, so if you look at we as humans, right, and most people don't realize that, you know, somehow we have been told that when you are sick, all these bacteria and viruses make you sick. And if you can somehow get rid of all the bacteria and viruses from the human body, the sterile human body is the healthiest human body. What yeah. they don't realize is um, we as humans, we have more bacterial cells in, uh, inside us than the human cells. Yeah, we're symbiotic, right? Symbi we need them and they need us. Well, that is not just symbiotic. His very interesting part is the human DNA only produces 20,000 genes. And these organisms in our gut produce 2 million genes. That means wow. we are less than 1% human, right? <laughs> right? right? I knew I felt a little bit alien. So we are basically... <laughs> Are a portable, you know, we are so proud of ourselves. We are basically a portable container for these microorganisms. <laughs> we are walking, talking a ecosystem, right? That's who we are. And, you know, this is, I, I think you're going to probably call me crazy. So I had this, you know. So I, next time someone calls me a germ, I'm going to take that as a compliment. So here's very interesting. I was thinking about it. That, you know, the bacteria and viruses have been, have been on this planet for what? Four billion years, right? Right. And the humans only evolved about 250,000 years ago, right? So I was thinking this, my, and now listen to this, my crazy dream, right? I think about a million years ago or so, all these bacteria and viruses got together and say, you know, we are just sick and tired of living in this local community. I think we should take over the world. And, the, you know, <laughs> all the visionaries and the scientists and the entrepreneurs, bacteria say, you know, that sounds like a really good idea. What if we can create something that will carry us around all we have to do is keep this thingy healthy. It's going to run around and fight the food for us. It's going to work all day and keep feeding us. And all we have to do is keep it healthy. And by the way, this thing is going to go around, take go over the world, poop everywhere, spread us around, and we're going to just take over the world. And they <laughs> and guess what happened? They created humans. Came <laughs> <Damn> true. <laughs> so that's <laughs> That's too funny. Holy cow. 
But I mean, on a serious note, it's very clear now that in the last two years, every single scientific research, if you Google Alzheimer and microbiome, Parkinson's and microbiome, depression, anxiety, PTSD, OCD, uh, you know, you look at diabetes, you look at obesity, you look at autoimmune diseases, or you look at cancer. The Cleveland Clinic just published a research that says the breast cancer is caused by the microbiome. And then the no kidding. No kidding. And by the way, the three research that came out in the last six weeks alone that says even the cure for cancer, whether it is the immunotherapy, whether it works or does not work, depends on your microbiome. Whether the mm. chemotherapy works or it kills you depends on your microbiome. Whether, you know, so you know, if you look at all of these chronic diseases they are fundamentally caused by our microbiome. The problem that you run into is, even though you and I and every single human being, our DNA is almost 99% same DNA. Our Mm -hmm. microbiome is less than 5% same. That means we are completely different when it comes to our gut. And how how does that happen? I mean, let's say um, I lived in upstate New York and you know, where I was eating the same things my family was eating and I was exposed to the same environmental, yeah. you know, stimulus and whatnot. How could it be possible yeah. that my, I was only 5% the same as my brothers and sisters? Yeah, so it's very interesting is that obviously the people you meet, the, you know, places you visit, the hands you shake, the food you eat, every single thing changes your microbiome, right? So the toxins mm-hmm. we inhale, the, you know, every time you shake a hand and you, uh, you know, you touch something, Every single thing is exchanging the microbiome. You basically are mm. breathing the microbiome. So every time you take an, you you know inhale, you're breathing billions of microbes in your lungs, and when you exhale, you're exhaling billions of them out. Right. So every time, depending on who you're sitting with, you're exchanging their microbiome. Hmm. So that's how our microbiome becomes completely different until you're joined at the hip with someone eating exactly the same food, visiting the same people, and you were tied somehow, the bodies were tied together, right? That probably will be the <laughs> Siamese twins yeah. probably share the microbiome. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's so my, let, me, let me ask you a question. And, but oh, only, sorry, only if they're kissing the same women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So your spouse and you probably share 10%. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> So what's the difference? No, so, you know, I've been telling folks in my MBLine program, you know, we talk about, and we mentioned this earlier, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the gut brain, yeah. the heart brain, mm-hmm. heart mind, and the brain brain. And uh, the gut brain, I've focused largely on the enteric nervous system, yes. which is, you know, the, the neurological and um, neurobiological aspects of the, of the gut and then its relationship through the vagus nerve with your nervous system and right up to your brain to send, you know, information like intuitive signals, gut checks and all that. And I relied on that quite a bit as a SEAL due to this day. Yes. How does the biome relate to that? Is, yes. Are they two separate things? Is the enteric nervous system one thing and the biome another thing? Oh, uh, no. Or are they related? So the interesting thing is your microbiome that resides in your gut communicates with our brain using the vagus nerve and the neurotransmitters like cortisols and serotonin these neurotransmitters are actually so you may or may not realize 90 percent of all the serotonin is produced in your gut not in your brain right i just read that that's (laughs) mind-blowing gut (laughs) mind-blowing yeah that's it and 70% of our immune system is along our gut lining. So our immune right. system is constantly interacting with our gut and the microbes. This is how they decide what's friend or a foe. So, you know, 
idea is that when the baby is born, it's not born sterile. So by the way, it's very interesting. Two weeks ago, there was a research that came out that shows that even when the baby is in the womb, it's not sterile. The placenta and the cord blood has a full mother's microbiome. Mm, that makes sense. And here's a very interesting one. When the mother goes through the labor, it's not the nature way of punishing the mother. It is actually the way of moving the microbiome to the birth canal. And so when the baby goes through the birth mm. canal, the labor allows the body to essentially be prepared to move the microbiome to the birth canal and move the microbiome uh, to the breast. So interesting thing happens when the baby goes through the birth canal, it's completely being exposed to the microbes. And when the baby is being mm. fed the breast milk, interesting thing in the breast milk is the first seven days of the breast milk has two components, the colostrum and the microbiome. And the colostrum is very interesting, cannot be digested by the human body. It can only be digested by the microbiome in your gut. Huh. So imagine what the nature is saying. Nature is saying that I just created an offspring and the best way for me to keep this offspring healthy is not to feed the offspring, but to feed the microbiome and the gut. Because if that is healthy and good ecosystem, my offspring will be healthiest. So think about that for a second here, is that our gut controls who we are. So interesting thing is through the vagus nerve, there was another research that was published that our microbiome releases the enzymes and something called metabolites, which are small molecules that interferes with our, uh, interferes with our amygdala and prefrontal cortex using something called microRNA interference. That means mm. amygdala means our behavior is being controlled by microbiome. A prefrontal cortex means our decision making is being controlled by microbiome. So imagine what's happening here. These are the puppet masters that are pulling the strings and our brain is simply following the direction. The craving that we get, it comes from our microbiome. So when you eat a lot of sugar, you get sugar cravings, right? When you eat a lot of salad, like my daughter, she said, I get salad cravings. Because she's, feeding, <laughs> right? because she's feeding the microbes that actually grow on that and they start to crave that. That means right. when we are hungry, when we are full, what we eat, everything is being controlled by our microbiome. So imagine who is controlling who. We, right. right. So what if we are wrong, just like we used to believe the earth is the center of the solar system? What if we realize that our primary brain is not sitting on the top of the shoulder. Our primary brain is really in the gut. And our mm -hmm. thing that's sitting on the shoulder is really a motor cortex that simply follows the direction. And there is no... Well, it makes meaning out of it, right? It makes meaning out of it, right? Because remember, people yeah. talked about for the so, longest time... Do you, think, do you think the gut is the source of our subconscious mind? That's actually what I was going to say. That Remember, there were several books that are written that there is no such thing as free will. Because people right. make the decision before they even know they are making the decision. How do you right, think that's right. happening? What if our subconscious mind is really our gut? So when my mother says, listen to your gut, do the gut check. How do you think these terms evolve? They evolve because they realize that's where all the intuition happens. That's where mm -hmm. all the decisions are being made. That's where all the subconscious mind is actually doing all the work, right? <clears throat> so to some extent, I really, you know, amazing thing is, if I can go through slightly on the spiritual side, even on the Eastern philosophy mark, if you notice that the Brahma, where the life starts, starts from the belly, 
And it shows right. that life is created out of the belly. It doesn't get created out of the uh, mind, right? Mm-hmm. So the point is, everyone in the ancient days points, whether it's a Hippocrates saying that all diseases start in the gut, right? Or saying one man's mm-hmm. food is another man's poison. What he's saying is, hey, Every food is personalized. What is good for one person is not good for another person. One man's food is another man's poison. And today, what we do at Wyom is we do this testing to tell you what your microbes are doing in your gut and what food is right for you and what's right. Well, you know, in Ayurvedic and Chinese, you know, um, I guess, nutritional philosophy, that's what they do. I mean, essentially, they look at what you need as an individual human and then you know, try to try to stoke that healthy fire in the belly. That's and, exactly and what they're doing. My point is, but they could not use the right scientific basis. So what we do right. now, right. we look at your microbiome, every single organism, how active it is, and is it producing short-chain fatty acid? Is it producing vitamins? It's producing inflammatory compounds. And then you say, you know what, for me, I was told I should be eating mostly carbs. Don't eat a spinach. Don't eat avocado. Don't eat oats, but eat more wheat. Very counterintuitive. Yeah, that's counterintuitive. Now, do you think that's because maybe you're eating, um, you've been eating that stuff for a long time and that's exactly. what your biome is used to? That's exactly what happened was the two things happened. When people go on these fat diets, right? I am on an Atkins diet. I'm on a paleo diet. I'm on a ketogenic diet. I'm on a lactin diet. What happens mm-hmm. is when you eat any diet, you're only feeding one set of microbes and then the, your eco- right. ecosystem becomes completely imbalanced. So things that used to be good for you become bad for you. And that's the reason you have mm-hmm. to test every three or four months, just like tuning your car. You got to constantly mm-hmm. making sure that your body is in a perfect working condition. This podcast is supported by Qualia, brought to you by the Neurohacker Collective. Qualia is a nootropic, that's a brain supplement essentially, that will help you reach your full potential cognitively. Now, I love this product. I use it every day and when I run out, I feel like I'm, you know, maybe missing out. When I take the Qualia, I'm able to think more clearly and I feel more focused and engaged. You know, it really also helps me when I'm tired and overwhelmed get back into my game. I think Qualia is a breakthrough product and the ingredients are all extremely high quality and they cover a broad spectrum of neurological capacities. So you're going to have to check it out and research it for yourself, but the best way to do that is to actually try it. And Qualia, the team over there, has offered you a 15% off the price of a monthly subscription. That is awesome. I mean, that is is extremely generous. So if you want to get 15% off and try out Qualia, then go and get a monthly subscription. Just try it out for a couple months using the code UNBEATABLEMIND15R. Don't forget the R. UNBEATABLEMIND15R. And it's sold at their website, neurohacker.com. N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R.com. Neurohacker.com. Use the code UNBEATABLEMIND15R to get 15% off that monthly subscription. Check it out. I think this stuff is awesome to support your training in developing an unbeatable mind. Hoo-yah. We're probably too far disconnected from our own gut intelligence to know this, but it seems to me that when you're really in tune, so to speak, that your gut's going to tell you that. Like, I, I feel like 
you know, if I go for a week without eating a steak, I, I'm like, I cra- I'm craving a steak. I'm going to go have a steak. And then, you know, if I go for a few days, you know, following my friend Dave Asprey and just pumping up my, you know, my MCT oil and butter, yeah. you know, I'm like, man, I need a freaking gorge on salad for a few days. Yeah. You know, and so I try to balance all that stuff every day. And you know, generally I do an okay job, but I mean, I think we're designed so that the gut will tell you those things, but we just, that we're just too disconnected these days. And that too distracted. We stop listening to our gut. Why do you think we sometimes do things that are so, we, you know, you go back and say, what was I thinking? Right. Because we <laughs> right. stop listening to our gut. Right. right, exactly. The little voice inside you always tells you, don't do that, Mark. Don't go there, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I usually hear that when I'm about to pick up the beer, you know, <laughs> usually the second or third one. <laughs> so how does Viome, how do you do this? I mean, what's the technology behind it? So this technology was, it came from a biodefense work at Los Alamos National Lab. They were actually looking at this stuff to trying to figure out if there was a bad actor who got hold of something biological, how would they ever know what is making people sick? Hmm. So they built okay. amazing technology that is able to look at the RNA sequencing of every organism in the gut, figure out every gene expression, mitochondrial gene expression, blood gene expression, and say, you know, what is making us sick? I, when I looked at the technology, I'm saying, if we know what's making you sick, why can't I keep the people healthy, right? And so we got the mm-hmm. exclusive license to that technology that was a biodefense work, and they spent hundreds of millions of dollars developing it. And now wow. basically what we are doing is making it available to the consumer. So until we came about to do something like this, uh, Mark, it would cost $10,000. Because of the work that the government did for us, we are able to now have the whole service retail for $399. Think about that. And once you do one test for $399, during the year, you can do as many tests as you want for $199. So imagine if for, you know, you pay $1,000 a month on an insurance premium and it's making you sick. What if illness was purely a matter of choice? What if you knew what was going on and you knew exactly what to eat to keep yourself healthy? So, mm-hmm. for example, I was trying to lose 10 pounds and people told me, just cut down all the carbs. Don't, you know, eat healthy, eat a spinach, avocado, lentils, legumes, tofu. And I did that. In the beginning, I lost weight. Guess what happened? My weight came back to the same after a year and my blood glucose level was still going up. Mm-hmm. Once I did the Wyom test, you know what it told me? It said, cut down, it, it start eating more carbs, cut down the spinach, cut down the avocado, cut down the oats and start eating other things. And hmm. imagine I lost 10 pounds now and my blood glucose came down. So thing is, it's amazing that thing. I'm sure when I test it now, it's going to come back and say, start eating more spinach, more right. avocados, right? Just thinking, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's always fine. You know, it's going to take you through these wild swings until you're back and the swings get smaller and smaller. It's smaller and smaller. That's exactly what happens. Track. Yeah. Exactly. So keeping the body in tune and balance. So what really is doing, you know, for me, um, Mark, this is my personally, my way of giving back. This is not something I'm trying to make money. God has been, as you said, we came to this country with absolutely nothing. God has been very kind to us. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, people who helped me become who I am, I can't help them. And my way of paying back is to pay forward. Right. And by doing the things, whether it's creating a multi-planetary society using Moon Express or solving this chronic disease problem where people don't have to ever be sick, 
if I can do that, this is how I am going to call myself successful by helping a billion people around the world remove the chronic diseases. But the interesting thing is everything, you know, there's so much data that we get from all the different analysis we do. And then we use the artificial intelligence to actually decide what we should be eating, right? Mm -hmm. The more people who take the test make everyone better. So the if you know the thing is I need help. We need about a million to two million people that go through the service so that we have plenty of data to be able to know what is causing this cancer for different group of people who are completely living in a different environment. And mm-hmm. the more data we have, the better we can do in terms of keeping all these different diseases away for everyone, not only for the select few. If you're yeah. only able to get select few, then only we can help those people. So I need help in getting more people to sign up because if we come together, we can solve this problem once for all. And not only we will, you know, free up trillions of dollars just in our own country for for education, for vets and for everyone else, we can make the society better. And imagine how much suffering we have. Any one of us who has seen any relative go through any chronic disease. It reminds me of the genome project. You know, we, you know, it was was okay to have Ventner's genome, but we really needed, we needed millions of genomes. So I, I went when, when uh, Peter Diaminis started um, human longevity, I volunteered. I paid $5,000 to get sequenced. And they were like, Hey, you're like one of the healthiest yeah. You know, 50 year olds we've ever seen in our life. I'm like, good, I'll be an outlier for the genome project. But here's the interesting but, one. So, what you're saying is we need the biome project. We need exactly to get- the human biome microbiome project, but we need right. to understand the gut because at the right. end of the day, your genes don't determine who you are. Here is why. What the genes don't make who you are because it's a gene expression. Remember, your same genes can be expressed or not expressed. And our microbiome controls whether the genes are being expressed or not. So mm-hmm. genes tells you what could happen and your gene expression tells you what is happening. Right. right. That makes sense. So I think they were lying to you when they say you are the healthiest person because they don't know that. <laughs> well, my, my biome is expressing that health through some gene optimization. Somehow. So how do we, how do I get involved? How do we, you know, how do we so, quote sign up for your yes. biome? So you need to go to biome.com. And as in, uh, as in, you know, as an Indian, you can't pronounce the word we, but you start a company that's called Wyom that you can't pronounce. <laughs> Wyom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't do a, a W because that would have confused the heck out of people. So it's a V as in Victor, I-O-M-E.com. So V as in Victor, I as in Indiana, O as in Orange, M as in Mary, E as in England.com. And if you can sign up there, not only uh, you will feel better. And here's my promise to you. If you do the test and you don't get better, you send me an email and I'll personally refund the money to you. So my hope is that everyone who signs up actually feels better and contributes to the betterment of the society. Yeah. So is it a blood test or you get something in the mail? Or so you get, a, you get a kit in the mail and you get a swab of the stool and you send that to us and then you do the four finger pricks. And essentially for us to know how does your body digest carbs, how does your body digest protein, and how does your body digest fat. Okay. And yeah, we yeah. basically do the metabolic intelligence test by measuring your glucose, how it goes up and down over time. And then we measure the your swab of the stool that gives us every single organism, what they're doing in your gut. And we take all of that and we take all the information that you give us and we apply the artificial intelligence to essentially tell you what you can do to keep yourself healthy. Interesting. 
I mean, my brain is a little bit stunned that you you can tell me that a little swab of, you know, this is probably TMI, but a swab of your poop is going to, is going to include every single one of those billions of yeah. critters. It's very interesting thing is that um, when people talk about, you know, um, keep your shit together, they really mean it. <laughs> <laughs> Ancient wisdom. <laughs> That's awesome. I, we've only got a few more minutes, but I'm yeah. burning to ask you two two more questions. Please, please go ahead. Um, first, how are you going to get to the moon? Isn't that crazy? I mean, for me, it's just mind boggling that we went to the moon in '69, and you know, in the late '60s, and now we we literally the U.S. government or the world governments can't get back there. So, yeah. how are you going to do it? So it's very interesting is that, you know, first of all, the exponential technology is making it so much affordable to do. The first right. time when we landed landed on the moon, it cost us billion dollars in late 60s. That's equivalent of probably $100 billion today, right? Yeah, right. Our cost of landing on the moon, the robotic mission that we're launching the, uh, this year is going to be under $10 million. Under $10 million, right? So because imagine everything that's making our iPhones thinner and faster and cheaper are the same set of sensors they go into the lender, right? right? So everything that's making the reusable rockets cheaper is because of 3D printed. So now you can 3D print a rocket that used to cost $200 million. We just bought the rocket that cost us $4 million, right? So Building the things are becoming cheaper. All of the artificial intelligence, the cost of processing is coming down. Cost of sensors are coming down. Cost of, uh, you know, optical system like camera. You don't need to buy a fancy million dollar camera. You don't need to buy a fancy LiDAR. Now the LiDARs, you can buy them for $500 that you put them on a self-driving car, right? And then mm-hmm. used to, by the way, in 60s, they had to custom make them and they used to cost $10 million. And mm-hmm. now you can buy them for 500 bucks, right? Yeah. And that's the reason we think, you know, we are able to do things that only the superpowers did. So when we, I don't know if I told you that, Mark, we are the only company in the universe that has a permission to leave Earth orbit and land on the moon. Mm -hmm. And President Obama signed into the law that clearly says that anything that we bring back, we get to own it, right? So Mm -hmm. imagine how much a person who grew up so poor in India that did not have a food to eat could dream so big and make it happen. What would you do, right? So my parting words would be, Dream so big that people think you are absolutely freaking crazy. When the people say what you're going to do and you tell them what you're going to do, I'm going to land on the moon, I'm going to mine the moon, they say you're freaking crazy, you're onto something, right? And never, ever give up. You only fail in life when you give up. Everything else is just a a stepping stone to a different uh, idea, different success and bigger success. Awesome. So here's my, my parting shot for all those budding entrepreneurs who are listening. Um, I've got a huge dream and I've been listening to Coach Divine and I'm never going to quit. What's my next step? What's the first thing I should do? The first thing you should do is <clears throat> start to talk about to everyone and share your dream. The more you share your dream, you're going to find the passionate other people who want to join you because you have this audacious idea. So when mm-hmm. I started Wyoming, say, I'm going to make illness optional. I got the head of the IBM Watson research and say, hey, you know what? I want to do something meaningful with my life. I'm going to come and join you. Dr. Massey, working for Craig Venter at HLI that you go to, she quit her job and says, you know what, Naveen, the problem you're trying to solve is the problem I 
I want to help you solve, right? Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. Dr. Yusevich, who was working on this biodefense work, called me and said, you know what? Why don't you take this technology? I think we can help you solve this problem, right? So my point is when you go out and have an audacious dream, People want to help you solve that audacious dream. If you tell them, I want to go build an iPhone app that's going to help you find a roommate, they say, good luck, have fun. (laughs) Right. Good point. I love that. Awesome. Um, Naveen, thanks so much. How can, you know, people can find you, uh, Viome, of course, V-I-O-M-E, V-I-O-M-E.com. Um, you, you actually said, hey, email me if it doesn't yeah. work. You want yeah. to give people your email? Absolutely. Absolutely. My first name dot last name, naveen.jan at gmail.com and send me an email. Anyone, please sign up. Mm-hmm. And if you're not feeling better or if you're not happy with it, it's my personal email, naveen.jan at gmail.com. Send me anything you want, not just Wyoming. If you have any question, anything you want to know, if you're starting a company, you want advice, just know I'm here for you. My life is dedicated to making you successful because the only way we as humanity is going to be successful is more of each one of us going out and doing amazing things with our own lives. Amen to that. I completely agree. And I honor your work, sir, and your attitude and your abundance mentality. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure and it's an honor. And thank you for having me as a guest. You rock. I'm going to go sign up to Viome. I encourage everyone who's listening to do the same and uh, send Naveen an email. I mean, he's serious. Like if you're an entrepreneur, holy cow, what an unbelievable offer you just received. So don't take it lightly, of course, and don't flood him with junk. Uh, Naveen, you rock. Thanks very much. Thanks a lot, brother. I love you. Look forward to meeting in person. Take care. Take care. Take care. Who ya? Wow, folks, that was just an honor. What a neat guy. And um, I think that I think we're on to something big here. The, the biome is huge and people are just starting to understand it. So be part of the solution and step up and uh, do the right thing. Right. Start helping out the human race instead of your pocketbook. I love that. All right. Thanks again for listening. That's it for now. We will see you next time. This is Mark Devine on the Unbuilt Mind podcast. Stay focused, train hard, one day, one life. Hoo-yah. Out here. Make sure you get home, boys. They got your back, the pride of the fleets, the bright swinging frogmen of the UDT. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.